Welcome to KCast. This is Caleb. This is Jared. Hey, welcome back to the program, sir. This is a Halloween-themed episode Ooh. of KCast because I love. Do you like Halloween? I, it's my favorite holiday. I, think. I love Halloween. Yeah, I love you it. Know? It's great. It's a perfect time of the year. I, I love how the air dries out and it's just a little bit colder and crisper. Um, the nights aren't quite as long. And um, and then just like all like the the good things about fall start to pop out before you get to Christmas. Christmas is like like the the apex of like cinnamon and all these scents and sides too cold. Halloween's like a little bit before that. It's just a little more um, I don't know. A little like, more edge in a way. Yeah, yeah. The harvest is starting. Abrasive. Yeah. All those years of going to Uncle Matt's. Walking around the neighborhood. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, that's why those times are special. It's, it's the beginning of all the holiday seasons. Labor Day doesn't really count. I mean, as far as when you're growing up as a kid, Labor Day yeah. doesn't really mean much to you. Halloween kind of starts like, all right, we're going to get to do cool things in school. There's special programming <laughs> on. Maybe we'll have some cool, like, special, like, cookies or something to eat. When you're a kid, Labor Day's the first week of school. Because you always yeah. started, like, on a Wednesday, Some and then you had a three-day weekend. Yeah. And you were back on a Tuesday. Yeah, I love Halloween. I love, I love <laughs> people... I think people enjoy getting in costumes and I don't quite know why it's so um, I mean it's less and less socially frowned not frowned upon but you know you think it's losing some of its its guster no no it's expanding more people like from comic con to oh yeah like it's it's blowing like people more and more and I'm glad I'm happy at that because it's it's fun yeah the dress up aspect yeah yeah I'm not saying to dress up and go to work is like you know an act some action yeah. figure or something. But I'm saying when there's occasions to dress up, it's fun to do. That's true. Yeah. Recently, I've gone into the show Bates Motel. Because I love Hitchcock. I love Psycho. Recently rewatched Vertigo. I'm like, you know, I never oh, saw wow. that show Bates Motel. I'm going to check it out. How is it? And I, it, it's spellbinding. Oh. I immediately fell into it. Fell down the, the rabbit hole. And got suckered into it. Cool. So it's it's contemporary setting. But it's takes place before Psycho. So the mom and the son are the main characters. Interesting. Yeah. So we know how to land. How this, this show will end. Exactly. It reminds me of, like, Smallville a lot in that way. Oh. But it's cool because, like, it's only ten episodes. How does... Okay, go ahead. How does it end? No, no. You oh. It's, it's... I just want to say it's ten episodes, so it's like if you had a season of a show and you only pick the ten good episodes. Okay. So they burn through a lot of plot. Manageable. Yeah. yeah. So every episode's interesting, moves the story forward. Mm. Yeah, really cool stuff. You have... Um, How know, much plot is there besides that they have this weird, like, like uh, relationship? <laughs> Surprisingly, a lot. <laughs> so the, the mom is named Norma. The uh-huh. son is Norman. Oh, okay. So it starts with the death of Norman's father. And you think the mom did it. And then you learn later that Norman did it because oh, he goes and sort of these... Spoiler alert uh, for anyone out there. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> the show's a couple years old. <laughs> but he, he has these, like, blackouts. Like, like when he gets angry and goes into, like, a, 
a sleepwalk sort of trance. Interesting. And then he'll be like, what happened? Okay. So the show, it's like, that's his first one. It becomes more and more. So, like... Interesting. The father and the oh, mother he, are... He, he more and more is over, overcome by this the blackout person. Yeah, okay. by having these blackouts. So it, it starts with the mom and dad are having a fight. Norman, you know, goes to the mom's defense, kills the father... And then he's just sort of staring in his room in a trance. And the mom says, like, oh, man, makes it look like it was an accident. Drags the body into the garage, you know, turns on the car sort of a thing. And then that's when she, and then she collects all this insurance money, which is how she's able to buy the motel and the house. Oh, wow. So it looks suspicious like she does. And then she had a, a son from a previous relationship. Sorry, we're getting interrupted. Penny! Give me that... Penny's the mascot. Okay. Keep going. today. <laughs> so then the, her first son shows up and tracks him down, and then he's really interesting, because oh, they're like these opposite more sons. characters. Oh, like, Norman's so, like, shy and conservative and sort of withdrawn, and then the older son is kind of this hothead, you know, confident guy. What, what, what works for you with Stranger Things? Stranger Things, it's... It's so cinematic, um, and it's not even an homage to the 80s. It's, it's an homage to cinema of the 80s, mm. specifically. So when they're in the woods, and they first see the girl and shine the flashlights, and you have that their score playing. Oh, yeah. Very synth-based. Yeah. Good score. Yeah, great uh, slow burn, and even, like, just... Um, the nostalgia of riding around bicycles and, you know, oh, yeah. going to places. I, mean, I think some of the, there's just this, um, I mean, I, I was hungry just to see in, in cinema, just more, more movies from a, a, a child's perspective, I guess, meaning some of how I think we, we see the cop or we see the parents in the show or we see teachers or a school are almost like these caricatures of, out of a kid's mind. You know what I mean? Like, um, like the cop is... I don't know, so gruff. I mean, there's reason for that in the past, but um, but yeah, like you don't really hear a whole lot of, of the parents' dialogue. They're really kind of flat characters in the background, and it's just is really about how the kids are interpreting the world and how and how they, how they remain central yeah. to the plot. Because it could have just yeah. been about your parents are there to annoy them and tell them that they can't play video games or uh, or Dungeons and Dragons anymore. Yeah, yeah. And the the kids say, and it's really this big ensemble piece, even like. Every character is so different and specific. Even mm. Steve is sort of the, the the goofy boyfriend. Oh yeah, jock kind of goofy guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then the you know the older brother is like you know taking pictures and Barb. Like everyone's really well defined. It is true. Yeah, I'm excited for next season. And it's the same with the uh, Bates Motel. Really well defined, really well written female characters, all different, all distinct. Oh yeah. They sort of set up this. I know you haven't seen it, so you're bored by this. No, <laughs> they sort of set up this triangle of like, there's a girl who has like a breathing tank mm-hmm. always, so she's like, like the friend girl. Okay. And then he has a crush on like the popular girl, uh, and the popular girl like, like her dad dies, and she ends up hunting down the guy who killed her dad and killing him, and then she leaves town. Oh man! And that's all season one. <laughs> So maybe not that one. So they don't, like, draw it or out. maybe so. Maybe they need to be with each other. Yeah. Who knows? You know. And then there's this new girl who's sort of like, you know, the punk girl who smokes and... Oh, yeah. And, you know, has attitude and okay. short hair, you know. 
So, good stuff. So, since Halloween is approaching, I was thinking what's, what scares us in terms of TV and movies and looking back and always like a good scare. And for me, the first image that haunted me was, remember Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh-huh. On Nickelodeon. I might know what episode you're talking about. <laughs> you do. In, there's an episode. Getting a little chilly. Getting a little chilly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is like logged in my psyche. It's a little boy who was like frozen to death. Yeah. That says, I'm cold. <laughs> that was it. It's just, I'm cold. <laughs> that was it. And that like, that And he just looked like a ghost out of like um, the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. Yeah. Like he didn't even look like scary. It just was like a hologram. It was like a big house, like out in the woods. Some family moves into the house. Yeah, and there's this little boy that hunts the, the little girl or boy. I'm cold. I'm cold. And I realized... I don't, I don't think I remember any other episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> they, like, sprinkle that secret magic dust into the fire and it explodes into the... Yeah. This is the tale like of... like gunpowder. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the tale of the man with the missing arm. That was such a great show. Yeah. It was, like, more edgy than Goosebumps. What about... Okay, so it's child... I guess... Uh, this is what was cool, too, is really what we're seeing with Stranger Things is not just the horror film televised again, mm-hmm. right, which we've already seen the last... I don't know, when American Horror Story or True Blood, right? So we've already kind of seen a rebirth of that. But it was the... And when we grew up, I think we had the kids' horror films, right? Yeah. So we had we had children from Goosebumps to um, to what you... Are You Afraid of the Dark to, like, Eerie Indiana, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like we had a whole genre of, like, children's kind of horror... Things, yeah. Like, you were big into the, the Goosebump books, I remember. You read a lot of those. Yeah, I've always been. I, I always I mean, this is like elementary the, uh, school early on. These, uh, I mean, they're like folk stories, I guess. And I realize I like the the ghost child. That's always been like an interesting plot because, um, like, I don't mind slashers. That's not really as scary. Sure. Yeah. Like I love Halloween yeah, oh, and can, Jason. You give me, you give me college kids going out into some camp or what, cabin and they're yeah. drinking. Like I, I enjoy that. Slaughtered by but like, <laughs> I know what you did last summer isn't really scary, right? Sure. Because when the when the villain is like a guy, like oh, it's a six foot guy with a knife or with yeah, this, then it's like dogs. oh. You just need to shoot the guy or run over the guy or something to yeah, stop yeah. the guy. Yeah. But when it's a ghost child who just shows up, you know, there's no running from the ghost child. <laughs> there's well, no escape. I know your options are like burn the house down, right? Yeah. Like, well, a, a, I think I, you know, you have to get out of the house. Like, so it's always interesting to see why are people forced to stay in the house? Yeah. And they always have to make some weird reason why, you know. Because my first move, just I would just move out the next day. <laughs> uh, see you later. It's always like, why does this family of three need a seven-bedroom house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and why are there never any lights on in this house? Mom and two kids move into a new house. <laughs> so, yeah, are you afraid of the dark? And even before that, like, like Brave Little Toaster had some... Some scary elements. Oh, okay. You know, when you're away. But, uh, you know, like, I'm not scared. And then the clown. It was when the clown, the nightmare of the clown oh, trying right. to kill the blanket oh, in yeah. the toaster. I'm not scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, you know, I mean, think about, too, you know, I mean, some other children's movies, like, I rewatched their day, the, uh, the never-ending 
story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Falcor. I mean, just like, uh, you know, the bad guy is basically... Artreyu and Falcor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our childhood villains were just these mass clouds of darkness just eating <laughs> up all matter. Nowhere <laughs> 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 <word> to run. <laughs> From the evil cloud villain. Yeah, just unraveling nature. <laughs> just kind of like slowly taking everything out. I even remember, this is way back, but it was like it was like a Winnie the Pooh movie where at some point Rabbit runs into the forest and just everything is scaring Rabbit and just seeing eyes and seeing trees and seeing stuff. Man, I didn't know about that. <laughs> the first time I was really scared was probably Are You Afraid of the Dark? And then probably in Goosebumps... The, the dummy episode. The ventriloquist. Like the ventriloquist dummy. Because he would just show up. Loose, loose memories of that. And, yes. And uh, the thing I remember about Eerie... I was always... I think some of the scariest... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, the thing I remember about Erie, Indiana, is there were these twins who slept in Tupperware that didn't age. Oh, yes, and I remember And this kid discovers, one. like, these guys have been around a long time. <laughs> Yeah, what I remember from Irina that scared me, there was one episode that was like, uh, it was like meta, meaning it, it, his house had become the set that the, 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 so the show was filming their own set, right, is not treating it like it was within a bedroom or something, so yeah, okay. his like upstairs attic whatever was just a set, and he was all confused, like, wait, what's going on, where do I live? It was just like this <laughs> altar, I don't know, you almost see, I always thought one of the scariest things to see would be to see yourself. Right. Yeah. Like I always thought that would just like, I, I don't know. I I don't know if I'd rather see like some monster type thing, or if I just rather see another version of me. What would be more frightening? <laughs> I would just want to like, hey, let's go play and do something. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I would try to to make let's myself my play. my my best friend. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I want to. But if I see myself, I'm like, this guy has all the same interests as me. Okay. We can go friend. hang out. Yeah. Let's, let's hang out together. <laughs> New friend. But unless it would be the, like, shadow version of me. <laughs> the evil version. The under version. I can remember um, on Smallville, talking about ghost children, there's this one episode of Smallville where Lana's being haunted by this this childhood friend of hers, this little girl who, like, they did experiments on her, so she never aged, and she has super speed like Clark. So she's, like, leaving this theater at night, and this ghost girl is uh, haunting her. And, uh, I, mean, I like the ghost children. So then, what was the next, like, real... Okay, because I'm trying to think of... The, the, you're scared of those as a kid, but then you get into where you're... You're at least in your t- teenage years, maybe something older, and then you have, like... You, get, you, you have trouble falling asleep after seeing something. You know, you have nightmares after that. Well, I'll tell you, and... Because um, I mainly shied away from horror movies. You have a big, big... Dis- <laughs> you don't like to be discomforted in... Multi- you know, I don't like jumpy... Okay, sure. Well, that could be cheap too, yeah. With especially with the loud noise that, that comes be, with the jumping. Yeah, but I like cheap. psychological thrillers. So, signs really scared me. Oh, sure. Because I remember seeing that in the theaters, and I would have been young before Shyamalan kind of. Uh... Yeah, signs and the sixth sense. Sixth sense really scared me. And um, and remember the haunting with Owen Wilson. I don't know how I oh, saw yes. that movie, but I was really young when I saw The Haunting. I've lost control. I've lost control. I've lost uh, track of all the different, like, Amityville haunting house. I just can't. <laughs> there, I feel like there's so many now. I don't know what is what yeah. the original was or what the original story is. But um, in The Exorcism of Emily Rose, 
really freaked me out. I I shy away from exorcism movies. <laughs> yeah, so I think the first... I'm trying to think what it was for me. I remember... But you was, saw, like, The Exorcist. And yeah, you. The Exorcist came out. I'd have to look up what year it came out. I graduated high school in 2003. Well, it came out in the 70s, so it was way after it came out. Maybe you saw a re-release in theaters? Yeah, it was re-released. Okay. Oh, no, yeah, this was released. I just forget what year it was. Okay, yeah. It was 99 or 2002, I forget, but... Yeah, and this was like a little. It was a slightly extended or director's cut, something like that version. There was some, uh, some new, just even more graphic stuff <laughs> that's not, not even in the original. Like, like her walking, like a crab, like upside down, like on all fours, upside down, like coming down the stairs, like really fast, <laughs> like, like stuff like that. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Um, that blew my mind. That yeah. that changed what I even understood horror films to be because Goosebumps and that type of stuff was something or you know before that we could t- take a whole other talk on these two movies which was um, The Ring I thought was well done oh, the original Ring yeah. and then The Blair Witch Project were two kind of high schooling movies but watching The Exorcist even having watched those ones was just like holy fuck like, this kid get <laughs> this kid get it's pretty gnarly stuff <laughs> yeah and since I always believed that like demon possessions were real and stuff it added that extra layer of <laughs> Of either it was based on a true story or this happened. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you when I, the horror movie that changed me because I loved it, was Hellraiser. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh man, I've Hellraiser is spellbinding. I saw it in high school. Pinhead, all the different creatures, yeah. and like any good horror movie, they're not like the villains. It's this. Uh, it's focused on this couple that's into shady stuff. Yeah, we gotta watch Hellraiser. Okay, it's it's, uh, it's the first horror movie where I'm like, I really like this. I'm in. Now that's different from most scared. What do you think is the best horror film you've? I don't know because the three I love, I love Hellraiser, I love The Silence of the Lambs. Oh, excellent. Which is more of a great drama, a gritty FBI yeah. mystery drama, and I love Rosemary's Baby. So those became like instant classics for me okay and Psycho but that has more of an age to it sure yeah some of the Hitchcock stuff so. but, I mean but all together yeah you could whatever ones those are all very yeah. well and, yeah like and even Shutter Island I really liked it's a more modern example yeah yeah that was a good modern one that was Scorsese so you let the right one in that was a foreign one yes love that I liked both versions of that so it's hard to it's hard to even Divide uh, in terms of slasher, Halloween's one of the best slashers, I think. Oh yeah, so good. And I like that there's a lot of daytime that's, that's, in it. That's the one where you have um, the Jamie door, Lee Curtis. the door scene though at the end, where they like he comes through the door, it's like all sucked through. Oh, are what you thinking Poltergeist? No, no. There's like the cops are outside, but there's like the the house across the street's the one where he's. Oh, I'm thinking of Freddy Krueger. I'm yes. Thinking, I'm thinking of a. Yes, and I like Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. And uh, and uh, I love uh, Poltergeist. I would have put up there with oh, yeah, with one of my favorites. That was something our town we grew up in. That was great. Yeah, Gorehouse. they're here. <laughs> Jessica's never seen Gremlins. She's interested in seeing that. Oh, definitely. Gremlins is great. Who's that? Who directed that? Joe Dante. What else did he? What's Joe Dante? Um... Uh, Explorers, 
Oh. Um, Interstellar. Um, Interstellar was made by the same dude that did Gremlins. Not, not, no. It was not, not the Nolan Interstellar. Oh, oh, yeah. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this was a joke. <laughs> 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 no, they have the... It's like, man, that guy made short some of his work over <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> Dante actually co-created Erie, Indiana. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, I can't wait to see it then. Yeah, we should watch Big Watch at night. Yeah, watch some gremlins. Oh, man. <laughs> and there was a Twilight Zone movie and with four segments. Mm. And Dante did the best of the four segments. I don't think... I thought... And the premise is it's based on one of the Twilight Zone episodes, and I've been going through Twilight Zone mm-hmm. on Netflix I'm at the end of season two. So every once in a while, I'll just watch a few. And it was, um, it's this boy who all the family is really submissive to the boy because he has these really strong mental powers of make stuff disappear, make anything in the house turn into something. And that, so that was his, his segment. And then Spielberg did a segment... George Miller did a segment, someone else. In my favorite episode so far of The Twilight Zone, you're always shocked when something from the early 60s scares you. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, an episode called The Hitchhiker. And it's this woman who dies, but doesn't know she's dead, and she's driving to her point, and she keeps seeing this guy show up with this, um, he's the hitchhiker. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember? Like, this is really kind of like I can't believe this is from 1961, and I'm freaked the hell out. Do you remember the story from some camp about the uh, that pass, like in uh, I forget what it was. Uh, Goosebumps camp? No, no, no. This was um, Miner was his name. He told that story of that bus route along the the coast. There's the what the, the. This is a scary home. story. Yes, yeah, true story. Oh. It's the bus that, um, the woman woman with the ugly face. That haunts it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was a spot on the road where a bus went off. Yeah, there's two cities. And if you park the bus, the the ghost children will push it forward. No, you're confusing two, I think. Oh, confusing two. So this was, I forget, it was in Central America, I want to say. Because that's where he had um, spent a lot of his childhood. And, um, so there was these, kind of like a PCH type thing around us, right? Mm -hmm. And you can you could drive this PCH thing, or you can kind of go inland into the into the mountains a little bit and kind of drive through around. But there was some story about like at sunset you don't drive, you don't drive that road because it's haunted by this woman, right? This like a draped or blacked, robed woman, and um, and so this bus driver empty bus, right? But he's just trying to get back, and he's like, man, it'll take me less time just to cut through this coast. But he's kind of lying his clock and being like, it's close to sun time, I don't know if I should. So anyways, obviously he goes, right, because there's a story mm-hmm. to tell here. And um, and he sees her coming up. As he's rounding some of the curves, you can see like a few curves up. You know the coastlines, you kind of can see a few turns up, right? So you can see like a turn up, there's a, like this almost just looks like a, it's just this, uh, like a big black robe type of thing walking with traffic the way he's going, right? But there's no cars, it's just him. And uh, so he finally catches up, obviously, because it's ahead of him. And when he drives by, he can see in his... He, you know, the bus drivers have a big review mirror. And he can just see it's just sitting in the back of the bus. Right? This, this woman thing. But he knows that the story is that you, you don't look at the woman's face. So he gets in the bus and sits in the back? No, he was driving. He's driving oh. this bus along the coast. And right? sees the bus parked. No, no, it's not parked bus. It's driving. It's trying okay. to get through to this town. But the woman's walking next to it. And when he drives by the woman... 
she appears in the in the back seat of his bus, centered. And oh, he just can he's see a her. bus driver. He's a bus driver, and just out oh. of his peripheral vision, he could just see in the back of his bus that now someone's in the back rear seat, centered, right? And so the woman, and but you know that you're not supposed to look because if you look, you'll get so scared. That's what people lose control and they drive off this cliff. That's you know you're not supposed to do. So. He's there and he hears her get up and there's footsteps and it starts to walk closer. But he knows that he can't really focus his attention in his mirror. He has to keep looking straight and driving, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just coming closer and closer. And then finally, you know, there's that yellow line that says do not cross. She stops right there and she almost just kind of like twists her, her neck and just is looking at the driver. Like he can feel her face right off to the side. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's just... And it's just supposed to be so evil looking. Like is this a story that circulated that? No, well, no. Story around yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he eventually, um, but he holds true, and he just keeps driving the road and never turns. And eventually, he reaches some, gets close to the city, and it disappears out of his bus. Wow. Yeah. There, That's a cool there's story. my scarious story. <laughs> Thanks, Miner. And you were into the the campfire stories. Wasn't there a book series like uh, scary stories to tell at night? Oh, oh, that's just probably some Barnes and Noble book or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. about from elementary something school like that. Yeah, and because I remember more, the more gory stuff was always more action based. Like when we watched like Eraser and Terminator Two. Oh yeah. And Aliens. Sphere, or uh, yeah, Sphere or Event Horizon. Well, what's Event Horizon? Oh, man. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, Event Horizon. that's just like a great 90s horror sci-fi movie. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's it's good. Oh, what's the other one? Sphere? Sphere is like, um, I think that one, there's one that's underwater. There's like a sphere that's underwater, and that explorers have to go figure out what it is. Wow. Yeah, these those 90s too was like, there was just something about their... How they portrayed violence, you know, like Predator or <laughs> just unparalleled. Yeah. When you cross over into sort of the action genre, there's like less <laughs> rules. You can just sort of go for it. Yeah, maybe with the exception of like uh, some of uh, Ramirez, um, Planet Planet Terror. Oh man, yeah. So I love the the more actiony ones. Love Aliens. Oh yeah. Love the eraser. Okay, this is hitfix.com. They're top 100 horror movies of all time. So let's see if you've seen any of them. Okay. Number one, The Exorcist. Seen it. Number two, The Shining. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time. Does that, I wonder if that holds up. It's been a while. It's good. It's, it's, it's a different type of scary, though, than, you know, that one right there. Yeah, I love Stephen King, though. Yeah. I love Carrie. love Carrie. Um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Excellent. I've seen a few versions of it, actually. Rosemary's Baby, I love. More of a psychological thriller. Alien, the first Alien. Oh, man. Definitely more of a haunted house movie. The Thing. The thi- the, you know, The Thing is great, yeah. John Carpenter. He was the master of genre. He really found his niche. He was good. He was good. Halloween And Halloween, I, I think, is like the original... It's not the first slash movie, but it's the first big one that's like low budget, made a ton of money, like over a hundred million, and then everyone wanted to make their low budget slasher movie. Yeah, that could be a hit. Like you don't get Evil Dead without Halloween. Okay. 
Halloween the first in many ways. Psycho Great Night of the Living Dead is oh, really boring. But a good movie. That's where it starts off and it goes into like the cemetery. It starts off like in a... Yeah, exactly. Black and white. Yeah, okay. But it's, it's big because George Romero basically invented zombies as America does know it with that movie. Jaws, of course, is great. Nightmare on Elm Street, great. Don't Look Now, never heard of it. Never heard of that either. Suspiria. That I may have seen once. Looks interesting. Poltergeist, I love. Excellent. Carrie, awesome. Oh, yeah. Nos for all two I've seen. Lansky. The Omen, I've never seen The Omen. That's great, too. That's a, that's a classic. American Wolf in London, excellent. A little more comical, or not comical, but it's not as... It is, yeah, the, that's John Landis, right, who did, like, um, National Lampoon's Animal House, he, did yeah. a lot of Blues Brothers, he did a lot of comedies, and then he tried to stretch himself with this. That one is uh, important, because Rick Baker did the makeup and special effects. Ooh. And he went on to win a bunch of Oscars and became... He's, he's oh. the head guy in the industry, Rick Baker. Mm-hmm. Let the right one in. Excellent. See, if you can't get ghost children, get vampire children. <laughs> the next best thing. Blair Witch Project. Yeah. They're, they're, now they're remaking that? Is that what I saw? There, there's a new one coming out, yeah. Okay. They announced it this, this the, I watched the sequels that too. They weren't that great. They weren't that great. Or sequel and anything else past that. But the original. Well, it's the original found footage movie, right? It's original. Yeah, I think I remember that they only really spent money on. on but way before, sound. like the paranormal activities. Oh yeah. And uh, just a low budget and a huge hit. Dawn of the Dead, great. Frankenstein. The first haunting. Mm-hmm. Don't know that. Evil Dead 2. The Evil Dead's are hard to watch. I've seen them all. But boy, are they disturbing. The Fly, you know, I'd, I'd love to see the the Fly with Jeff Goldblum. I, I just saw that. It was, it's great. It's great? It's great, yeah. <laughs> oh, who's that director? He's a really big... Uh, did you do, like, Candyman, maybe? No, he, he did... Um, shoot. Don't tell me. Famous director. George Lucas. No, no, no. <laughs> David Cronenberg. There we go. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. He did a video drone. Yes. He did this great movie about uh, about uh, Freud and, and Carl Jung that I liked. The Innocents. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Not that scary. The Birds. Great. Freaks. Freaks is supposed to be really good. I heard about that recently. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen the poster. The Evil Dead, Sons of the Lamb. The Sons of the Lamb should be way higher. Repulsion. Never seen that. Another Polanski one, right? Polanski. Dracula is great. The Brood. Never heard of it. Third Polanski, actually. The Changeling. The Ring. You saw that one. It's on there. There you go. Bride of Frankenstein. Excellent. Oh, Ring. That's the, I think, the movie they... Oh, Asian yeah, because it was a, Jap- it was yeah, a yeah. Japanese movie, right? Eyes Without a Face, scary title. The Howling, Near Dark, The Descent. Oh, man. That, yeah. Hellraiser should be way higher. Hellraiser should be in the top ten. 
some of the best special effects, you know, ever. You kind of, you, you almost, I'd say 80s and early 90s reached this, you reached this tipping point of special effects, where it's like, for the purposes of the effects, it's the best it ever got. Uh -huh. So, like, advancements in CGI didn't make it better. Yeah, no, it didn't. Because you're using then. it sparingly in these specific moments. Yeah. So, movie like Hellraiser, the effects are at the top of their game. Possession. Which, which we could appreciate. Yes. Audition. Seven. Not really a horror movie. I hear The Tenant's good. I haven't the seen tenant. it. The Tenant's. It was good. Better than Seven, I liked Zodiac. Remember that? That was awesome. Finisher's Zodiac. Yeah, I like that. Devil's Backbone. Oh, Scream! I forgot the Screams. I Those scream. are fun. How, yeah, how do you go with... I know what you did last summer, not the Screams. Yeah, Screams are great. Nightmare 3, 28 Days Later. Ooh, Pan's Labyrinth. Much more of a drama <laughs> than a horror. Yeah. But excellent. Man. Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, Aliens, Dracula, so this is starting to get not so great. Fright Night's pretty mediocre, I'm sorry, for people who love Fright Night. Eraserhead, never saw that. That's Lynch. Uh -huh. You like Lynch. Some of it. Some <laughs> Lynch is kind of tough. <laughs> Some of it. David Lynch. I never got through Twin Peaks. Creature of the Black oh, Lagoon, oh, I should see that. Martyrs, The Devils, Cannibal Holocaust, that's a good title. That's supposed to be, I think, one of the most violent films ever filmed. <laughs> it seems like it. I'm pretty sure Cannibal Holocaust is the most... Videodrome, there it is. Dead Ringers, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, okay, that's not a horror movie. Cat People, Mulholland Drive. Did you see Mulholland Drive? Yeah, that, I still haven't seen that one it, yet. It, it's I that's like that's Blue like the, that's the that's limit the of my uh, that's the I think the limit of like how crazy Lynch can get with me still appreciating it all, <laughs> yeah. and even that's or not that I can appreciate everything he's doing, but while I still like, so he he can go off the deep end for you. You're like okay, okay, Lynch it gets, gets too far. Reel it back in a little bit. The others? Did you see the others? Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, right. That's interesting. That's uh, that's on there. I feel like. That belongs to just kind of this whole world of, almost like. I just remember the trailer of like an old woman in a bedsheet that was rocking which is on the one, chair. Which is one great scare. I just don't know if that puts it that high though. <laughs> See, that is would that, be a whole. That the, that's the best scare. That'd be movie. a whole list. Looking at these, what are the top five scares? The top like, with, scare within yeah. it. I think, um, Signs of the Lambs has to have one in there. Yeah. With oh the, yeah. The photography in that cave thing. The hidden. Uh... That was great. King Kong is in horror. Funny games. You saw Funny Games, right? Yeah, that's. There's two of them made by the same um, guy. It's Black like, Christmas. I like that title, Black Christmas. Again, also that was be made, but not by the same director. Do a sub genre of I've Christmas. Scary I love. Movies. I love slashers. I've seen that one. Carnival of Souls. We watched that. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that was good. It was, it was weird. Under the stairs. Or people on the stairs. Maybe I'm confusing that with the tenant. Maybe. When a young fool breaks into the home of his family's greedy and uncaring landlords, he discovers a disturbing scenario where incestuous adult siblings have mutilated a number of boys 
and kept them in prison under stairs. Wow. Okay. You know what's not on here that that should be, though? It's another kid's one. It's called the Peanut Butter Solution. Really? Never heard of that. <laughs> it's like this... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I I'd have to see who made it, but it's 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 kid it's a kid movie from the eighties, and it's just um, if you watch it as an adult, it's probably not as scary. But as a kid, it just deals with like all of these really traumatic issues, like abduction and um, like slave child workers. <laughs> but it's called and it's magical. The the peanut butter solution. It's wow. It's considered. It sounds good. It's supposed to be one of the scary movies of all time. I'll if you watch that kid. this Halloween. Um, it was actually Inner Space was the Joe Dante movie, not Interstellar. Oh, okay. So, Ooh, and the Burbs is a great one. Oh, yeah. He did. And Matinee. Small Soldiers, he did. <laughs> so maybe I do like this guy more than I. Under the Skin was great. The Conjuring, that's a new one. What was the one that everyone loved? The Babadook? Wasn't that supposed it, to be really good? It was... It's good, you know. It's what's what's the uh, plot of the Babadook? It's a story that they read, and it becomes true over time. And about it's, their it's house. a creature mm-hmm. about their house, yeah. But they, I mean, you want me to like spill the beans? Spoiler alert. Yeah. So spill the, it. yeah, so they basically it's about their the mom or the daughter processing the loss of someone. I kind of forget who it was, and that's all. The Babadook is just a figment of their imagination. That's how they're grieving or, or processing with some trauma. So that's. Oh. I guess when you wrap it full circle like that and you come out and say that, then it's like, it could be, that was a drama. You know what I mean? Or it was not, really well received. I had like a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, I, I mean, it's good in that... You didn't like the clean wrap-up? Um, you like the ambiguous... I, you know, I like the mystery in movies. And it's, it's, it's not just about being scared. It's about solving something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. And when you just when it's just like a girl's diary that you have to like read once, you know the solving part of it is that's important to me. Like solving it has to be meaningful somehow. It wasn't there one called Mama that was supposed to be really good. Yeah, similar. Very yeah, but all of these movies hinge on like how much you want to swallow. I mean, I know that we're already like accepting all this crazy spiritual like warfare things that are going on in the house or whatever it is. But it's also just like what appeases this monster, how you kill it or get rid of it or whatever it is. Like, if that becomes cheap, then it's, it's sometimes it feels like the whole movie becomes cheap. So yeah. It feels, the whole thing feels contrived. Yeah. But when those are done well, which I think, like, the Let, let the Right One In is the great example of... Um, Figuring out... Well, it's just... A, it's a, it, they make you believe the whole... The, the larger oh, okay. story. Yeah. Yeah. You buy into their universe. Yeah, exactly. What about The Conjuring? You know... That's supposed to be really... I'm excited. I think there's more of this series that's coming out, and I want to I want to kind of back... Once they're all done, I want to see all three. I think there's one more that I haven't seen, The Conjuring 2. Those aren't bad for that, because, again, you're invited into a universe. There are those two people that did all these exorcisms. Mm-hmm. Chocolate with Christopher Lee. Deliverance. That's not a horror movie. That's kind of stretching here. The Mummy, The Legend of Hell House... Final Destination? Okay. Interesting. Ooh, whatever happened to B.B. James was really good. Check that out. Night of the Demon. Dressed to Kill. The Hills Have Eyes. Hmm? That's cool. Hour of the Wolf. Ooh, The Orphanage I did see. That was a good movie. That was, I think, produced by Del Toro. Hmm. 
either that or I think it was actually a Spanish movie, and then they did an American version that was produced by Del Toro. Okay. Well, that was interesting. I like that one. Anibaba, Day of the Dead, The Signal, It Follows. I thought that was kind of overrated. It Follows. It's yeah. It's 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 a uh, stylistic. Thought it was like the ending. They're like throwing toasters in the pool, trying to electrocute this thing. Um, I think I didn't get it. But then Jacob's Ladder is good. Oh, Jacob's Ladder was one of the. Also, that was a movie I watched rather young, and that one left a pretty decent impression on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think like I like the you know, the ghost child, the the thing you can't hide from. Is is there a thing, uh, a trope that you like in horror movies? Oh, that I'm drawn to. Yeah. Oh, kids at camp. I love it. You love kids at camp. Just college, like uh, you know, what's not on there that surprises me is Cabin in the Woods. I, I think that movie oh, is. Oh, interesting. I love. That's one of my favorite horror movies, and not just because it's like fan friendly and you get stuff. But oh yeah, Josh Whedon. I, I think it's genuinely intelligent. It's what it's well done, and you yeah, still get the. I mean, it's playing off of those tropes of the you know, the jock and the drunk and the slut and whatever. The... So, so you like kids or like teenagers more? No, college. I mean, when I say yeah. kids, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, teenagers oh, or say. college. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, and horror is different than thriller, too, so I'm not, I need to not totally confuse those. Um, there's a difference. Yeah, there's a theme in that move, in those, um, that setup with sort of bad behavior being punished. Like, like there's, there's an innocent person who's usually the final girl that survives the whole thing, and then usually there's some sort of, you know, these kids either aren't that likable or just sort of whatever. Yeah, the first half of Final Girls was hilarious. The second half just tanked for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it got really... Uh, just tanked. Too, yeah. yeah. Too sentimental. But, um... Yeah, just it's great. Okay, it's like a traditional slasher. I'm to think of, what, are you asking me what tropes I get upset with, or that I liked? What did you no, ask? what what you like seeing? Because the thing with a slasher is like if those five kids just fought the one guy, they would probably win. If they're like, we're gonna arm up, and get our weapons. Like I know you did last summer is the guy with the hook. Yeah, I love a good. Um, I mean, I I love when people just get picked off one by one. I just love that. Yes. I love that just because it's just like a good way to escalate the bad guy. Like you know, sometimes when you pres, if you're in a movie where you're preserving the the horror element, like you don't know what's doing everything yet. You know what I mean? I mean, that, I, there's that release through all of it, but sometimes I don't mind getting a little bit of a closer look into him right away. Just to see, because I don't mind seeing people get picked off, you know, one by one, just over in the first 30 minutes. Yeah, because uh, there's this primal thing about strength in numbers and strength in the group. And this is how you defeat a group, is you go one by one. <laughs> and you start picking off. This is how you win. <laughs> and once you figured it out, it's too late. That's when the cops are already on their way. Exactly. They're outside, the lights are off to the house, you have one bullet left. Or yeah. like a... <laughs> Or, you know, you're... You've already been stabbed in the leg, so you're sort of limping. <laughs> yeah, you're limping. You can't move very yeah. fast. <laughs> Your mom just died or something like that. <laughs> Someone close to you is <laughs> scattered across the stairwell. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're home alone a lot. Yeah, a good final battle can be fun. Like, even that's why I love Paranorman so much. Oh, yeah. Is that that finale with the girl who, like, she was a part of the Salem Witch Trials and she's coming back to, Paranorm- to haunt this town that killed her. Yeah, she's <laughs> Paranorman. Like- I would put, I mean, over some of the, toward the end, I would put Paranorman on there. I know it's an animated movie, but it... Oh, yeah. It was, again, and that's... Really delivers in the third act. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. That's another great one I've seen recently. It's a great one. Yeah. So excited for any horror films this year? This, I don't really get excited for horror films. (laughs) Usually, even even, um, it was uh, The Shallows. Oh, yeah. I thought, you know, I want to see it. I'm going to wait for DVD. So uh, I can watch it with the lights on or something. Yeah. I think it's more the volume for me than the yeah than the darkness. Yeah, I'll see. I gotta wait for reviews. I'll see how this Blair Witch comes out. Yeah. I watched two seasons of X Files. There was some good stuff in there. Some mystery. Oh yeah, X Files movie. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. There's these flashbacks to like. The premise of the X Files is that Mulder's sister got abducted when she was a kid. And occasionally you get flashbacks to that, to him just running in the house and you just see this beam of light take this kid away. Okay, I'll pause it. Come in, love. Cool, yeah, so I was just wondering if, like, there, there's, there's, like, this sweet spot in childhood of, like, the stuff you see in that window stays with you the rest of your life. So I was wondering if there was an experience like that. What do you mean? Oh, oh, like real life like, experience? No, 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 no. Oh. Something you, you watched between like 8 and 12 or, or, you know, in these formative years. I mean, The Goonies was part of that for me. And the only reason I bring up that again is it's just, uh, I, I think what, when I was talking about cheapening the plot or something like that, because it's really through the eyes of, this, of the, 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 the kids that are in it, it it's it allows you to suspend it because you're not in an adult's world, you know what I mean? And so like it's, I don't explain it. It's it's a mix of they wouldn't believe you anyways, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. you're in these tunnels underground that's finding treasure, <laughs> right? Like the adult world wouldn't believe you anyways. So then you're really because of that you're really kind of left to have to deal with it on your own, you know what I mean? And how you interpret these threats too can be magnified or through your subjective experiences is is, is as as a kid, right? Which which makes it believable why it's so scary because it's through their eyes and how they're interpreting it. And so, I don't know. And the, it's the 80s, so you can't take a picture of it and text I think, it. <laughs> I think that's too what, what, why um, Stranger Things is so good because when you put it through the eyes of the kids, it just it allows me to engage in the world more because I can see it and understand why you can't leave or why no one else would believe you. You know what I mean? Or all those types of things because you're a kid. You don't have all those resources of authority yeah, with this, you. Yeah. It's great sort of love letter. You have no authority. You're confronting this with zero authority as a, as a person in society, you know what I mean, than uh, just being yeah, a kid that a has an imagination. Yeah, a lot of conflict. Yeah, so, yeah. And weren't you, and you were into, like, uh, did you do, like, Universal, like, Horror Nights, Haunted House uh, stuff? No, I mean, just a little bit with, I mean, it's like any other kid, I guess, you grow up and try to do a Haunted House or a Corn Maze or something like that. But Yeah, you were into some of that, and you went to, uh, you know, mental institutions, haunted houses. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're just <laughs> running around in high school, yeah, going to places. 
but yeah, anything else from that young? Like life is going to imitate art. I mean, it's, it's not horror, but the only thing that scared me around that age was uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Remember that show? Oh, yeah. With, with like, the cheap recreation of... Yeah, yeah. It was just reenactments. <laughs> yeah. But there's just something that... Because there were, like, these true police stories that weren't solved. And there's just, like, they're still out there. Like, you yeah. just always want to, like, go and, like, make sure your window's clicked and locked in or, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, your door's <laughs> twisted locked. They're not all solved. Yeah, so that one... Yeah, exactly. This is unsolved. He's still out there. And he's in your town. He's like, no! Well, that's great. And of course, I love the, the Universal monster stuff. I always liked Dracula and Werewolf and uh, those guys. Oh. Mummy. Sure. Oh, yeah. I love that first Mummy thing. I even love the Brendan Fraser Mummy. Yeah. Like, in just terms of structure, that's such a well-structured film. Because the guy, he wants, like, to recreate his wife through oh, sure. the Rachel Weiss character. Yeah, yeah. So it's such a... I like when it's a specific. He's not trying to destroy the Earth, take over. It's it. It's because it. the thing is... He it's, wants this woman to be reincarnated as his wife. He's going to kill anyone who gets in his way. Yeah. And, of course, she's friends with Brendan Fraser. And, yeah, and the <laughs> thing is, is all of down. these... In your, exp, you know, in your exposition, you know, there's... I feel like there's these different levels of how you're building your protagonist or something. But when you're talking about... The, the motives of the antagonist, of these bad guys, right? Yeah. It feels like the pitch is always the same. He's trying to reconstruct his wife to be with her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it's really like, how well do they carry that out? Like, what I just watched, it was, uh, was it the X? No, it was, um, we did it, well. it was the new X-Men, I think, with, uh, oh, the blue, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, that guy was just, like, his oh, motives man, was just, was a bad. Because <laughs> he went too big with it. I am bad. I am Sonara. You know. That's exactly why you go too big. You have to, uh, when you like the personal elements of yeah, yeah, going after this person for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, with the randomness of it. Yeah, but I have been called many names. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I'm looking forward to, to Halloween and watching and some I'm of with, those movies. I'm, let's we're gonna watch Hellraiser. Okay, done. I'm, I'm going to strap you to the couch. Pinky swear. And we're going to watch it because it Rogue? is a spellbinding movie. And I'll, what did you want me to watch? Cabin Fever? I'll watch. Oh, no, was it? it oh, was Cabin the Woods. I've seen that. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll find watch one of yours. Exorcist. Ex- extended, Exorcist. Extended <laughs> cut. Listen, you have to watch. It's number one on that whole list, right? It is. You have to watch you know? it. You're a cinephile. You have to do it. That's true. Yeah. Man. Do I need to watch Exorcist the beginning? We can watch it right now with the lights on. Do I need the beginning? <laughs> no, no. Okay. All you need is that one movie, and then you'll be sh- you're a, you just could, you'll have to take some sleeping medicine tonight. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. Thank you, it's sir. It's been fun. Yeah. You know, this was great. At least once a year, I have to get you in here. <laughs> That'll be good. Well, that's KCAS for this week. This is Caleb. This is Jared. And happy haunting, everyone. Mm-hmm.